There's a place. Out where the fake news is muffled. Past the point where politicians get silent. Where facts don't care about your feelings. Where PC is DOA. This is that place. Welcome to the last stop on the right. As shoeless Joe Jackson told Dr. Albert Schweitzer, what? <laughs> Nothing. Got Conversation that could have taken place. When Julius Caesar led his legion across the 38th parallel. <laughs> the last part is the best part, yo. Shoeless Joe. <laughs> Say it ain't so. Shoeless Joe and Dr. Albert Schweitzer chilling with the big dog Julius Caesar in Korea, of all places. Oh, 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 yeah. Which, and that actually happened. That actually happened. Much like everything else here at the last pod on the right. That is definitive history, ladies and gentlemen. That Welcome. Is definitive history. <laughs> hey, listen, in the Democrat Party, that's uh, that's practically, you can make book on that. Yes, you could. Just make it up as you go along and then tell people they heard you wrong. That's how we do it, baby. Welcome to the last pod on the right. I am Ben Crystal. I am Mike Abel. And uh, we've got uh, a lot of stuff coming up here this morning. Before we get into anything else. Uh-oh. I've got to say this because it's upsetting me. And if I don't say something about it, it's going to bother me all weekend, and I hate that. Okay. All right, so scotch pods. That's a thing now. I saw those. Did you see those? I saw those. Glenn Livid. And for those of you who are just normal humans and don't spend this much time thinking about booze, good for you. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Glenn Livid has come out with scotch pods. Little, They're like Tide Pods, but they're full of scotch. scotch. And I'm sitting here, and I know they think that's a smart marketing effort, but it's really bugging me because I'm an old-school scotch guy. And the moment that the guys like that make scotch, you know, people that have had a, an august history <laughs> right. in helping us find a decent buzz without looking like fools, <laughs> the moment they start marketing to the Tide Pod generation, then we're screwed. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing left. It's- and I know what the point of it is because they're trying to appeal to people that put laundry detergent in their face holes. <laughs> yes. like, these yes, are not, they are. These are, the hipsters have ruined everything. Okay, they've ruined beer, they've ruined bourbon, they've ruined Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn. Leave the Highlands finest malt out of it, you bastards. <laughs> this is the last pot on the right. We are not talking about booze all day here. If you are joining us through our website at laststopontheright.com uh, or, of course, through our good friends at KLRN Radio. <clears throat> America's podcast network is KLRN Radio. <laughs> <laughs> we love to have you along here. Don't forget to check out all our social media outlets. And we are available, a Facebook group, doing big business. Get the crazy memeing going on on the Facebook page. Yep. The last stop on the right Facebook page should be your first stop on Facebook. Yes, it should. Start your day with an LOL. See, that's that's me being hip right there. Wow. Yeah, that's me appealing to the Tide Pod generation. Wow. Here, have a Scotch Pod. Start your day with an LOL at Last Stop on the Right Facebook group. Or check us out on Twitter at Last Stop OTR. That's Last Stop OTR. And, of course, we always encourage you to visit all of our friends at KLRN Radio, yes. America's podcast network. Yes. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> but I think the first thing we should do is take a peek. What, my friend, is in 
the dumpster this week? It is an absolute bitch hunt. It's a bitch hunt. It's a bitch hunt. Ooh, you the, said a bad word. The Democrats keep digging their own impeachment hole. I'm like, give them a shovel, something. I mean, Y'all quit using your hands. No doubt. It's <laughs> painful to watch. Uh, uh, curds away. <laughs> curds <laughs> away. Curds away. You like that? <laughs> like curds and way. <laughs> you sort I like of, that. Sort yeah. of. Uh, is curds Tr- away. <laughs> is, uh, is Trump making the right call on Turkey? Yes, but in Trump's typical fashion, he's doing it in a bizarre way. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, more campaign fail. Elizabeth Warren gets caught lying again. Again. Every single thing the Democrats do regarding the 2020 presidential election should be accompanied by a sad trombone. There should be a dude just walking around behind each of the candidates. They open their mouth and it's every single time. <laughs> Bunch of stooges. Oh, uh, you know what? Everybody loses sports and politics. Oh, it's they all three of the four big leagues had had bad weeks. Uh, yes. NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball all had bad weeks. The NHL, which is back on ice, by the way, did not. But give them time. Yeah, they will. <laughs> they will. Schedule a game for Shanghai, and I'm sure that'll go south in a hurry. Uh, we, of course, had the bottom of the dumpster, the mm. garbage that doesn't even rate its own header. Oh, so much. You know, and that really could encompass virtually every other thing in the <laughs> every, political everything, milieu. Everything, but before, before we get to any of that kind of stuff, it's Oh, time. dear God in heaven. It is time, once is. again, for The Great... Eight, eight, eight. El Ocho Magnifico! Oh, Olé! That's right, kids. The great eight this week comes to us from our home office underneath Elizabeth Warren's teepee. Woo! That's a bad place. <laughs> <laughs> the war drums are cooking for the great eight this week, my friends. And this week's great eight, as we mentioned, coming to you from our home office underneath Elizabeth Warren's teepee. Uh, and uh, the topic this week, the great eight things you didn't know about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> great eight things you were things, unaware of. Probably things I don't want to know, but that's, great, that's great cool. Eight we'll things you it. were unaware of we'll, we'll, relating to Chiquita Khrushchev. <laughs> Ole. <laughs> Number eight. I'm not going to ask you for a, a drum roll after that debacle okay, last week. Was, nah, we won't. It's like, that's not even a rim shot, man. Number eight. She supports free tuition to college, but it has to be an improved college. You know, not like the Electoral College, because their their diplomas aren't worth anything. <laughs> no, they're not. That's crap diploma. Guarantee you she thinks the Electoral College is an actual school. No, uh, probably. Number seven, backs a bill to eliminate daylight savings time. Because if the sun goes down that hour earlier, less sunlight, cooler temperatures. <laughs> <laughs> Science. Less global warming. <laughs> Grade eight things you didn't know about AOC. Number six has already worked out a way to pay off the national debt. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All we have to do is print one $25 trillion bill. I, that would do it. Yeah, just print one and just and, and with the change, everybody's a millionaire. There you go. Genius. <laughs> she has an economics degree. Number five, right? Number five, grade eight things you did not know about AOC. Her senior thesis examined how the end of the Cold War was actually caused by global warming. (laughs) Yeah. Everything warmed warmed up. up. It was over. It was done. (laughs) Great. Grade eight things you didn't know about AOC. Number four, she is not worried about a Chinese attack on the United States. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah, because with the 12-hour time difference, we'll have plenty of time to get ready. <laughs> yes, we'll be prepared. We'll already know. See? <laughs> That's tomorrow. <laughs> Number three, plans to go vegan, just has to kick that animal cracker habit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, she does. Number two, the great eight things you didn't know about AOC is secretly a plant for Chick-fil-A. A plant? She's a plant for Chick-fil-A. She's actually operating for Chick-fil-A. <laughs> really? It makes sense. Get rid of the farting cows, eat more chicken, they go hand in hand. That's right. There eat more go. chicken. Eat more. <laughs> AOC and Chick-fil-A, yeah. Don't, no. Don't. I feel bad now that we should say apologies to, to Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, guys. And the number one thing, grade eight things you didn't know about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Ole! Ole. Sponsored legislation to fund a NASA manned mission to the sun. To the sun. <laughs> you know, when people say, that, I'm not sure that's a good idea. She said, well, we'll just go at night. Oh, yes, that's it. We'll, we'll land on the dark side of the sun. And that was your great eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. I like that. We should. Uh, oh, we should never do that again. We should, trade, we should trademark that. Right? All right, my friends. It's the last pod on the right rolls on here at laststoponthewright.com. Remind everybody yes. before we get into this that, of course, you can email us through our website at laststoponthewright.com. We have some listener email. We will be getting to that. So, hog. Hog got some football notes. Denia and Linda, they're in with some some notes. We'll try to get to that a little bit later on during the course of the program. We've got to start with what appears to be the dumbest coup ever. It's not even funny. It, it is funny, but it's not even... It's, I'm not enjoying right. this anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, it was like I'm like, oh God, now what the hell? Because this week we heard that the, we've... I'm starting to wonder if the whistleblower is just like some random dude they dragged out of like Joe Biden's family reunion. <laughs> Like, are you related to him? Like third cousin or something. No. The way they're handling this whistleblower nonsense is the latest is they 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 asked if they could have the whistleblower who was going to testify in secret anyway because, you know, obviously that's bogus to begin with. Right. Um, they asked if he could, he or she could submit their answers to questions in writing because they're afraid for their safety. Like, that's not how it works in this country. No, that's not. Well, we already knew that due process is not something the Democrats particularly care about. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like, the moment you've been accused by a Democrat of something, you're guilty. Right, right. You know, of course, if you're accused by a... If you're a Democrat and you get accused of something, you might not be guilty. But if you're a, if the Democrats accuse you, you got time for the big house. Right. But uh, that's not how it works. You can't just go and, like, write out some answers and be like, okay, here you go, and disappear. You do get to... In this country, we do get to face our accusers. Yes. But uh, not only do we now know that the individual in question is a Democrat operative, is a leftover deep state operative from the Obama administration. We learned that that the because they were talking about the political connections of whomever this whistleblower might be. Right. And then it turned out that the connection, because there was the story come out that said, well, it looks like uh, they're connected to somebody who is running. In 2020. Of course, everyone's going, well, you know, 475 Democrats. That could be a lot of damn people. (laughs) It's a lot of people. (laughs) But it turns out that it's Biden. Right. The connected Politico candidate in 2020. The whistleblower's connected buddy is Biden. Right. Okay. So, you know, I mean, it's I feel like they paint themselves into this corner. 
And then they go, well, let's see if we can screw this up worse. We need to get out of this corner. So they just dump the paint can over and run for the door. I mean, it's like, <laughs> yep. you guys are not really covering yourselves in glory. Uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time rehashing all the reasons that Adam Schiff, enemy of the Republic, uh, has made a buffoon of himself because he really has. You got to remember a couple of things here, kids. This is not an actual impeachment. Nope. This isn't actually an impeachment. The, and I said this last week. There's no there's no formal impeachment inquiry going on. Mm-mm. All that happened was Nancy Pelosi gave a statement in which she said, basically, all the guys that are trying to find something that they can impeach the president for are continuing to do that. Right. But and you got to ask this question. I did not ask this question last week. I'd be curious to hear what everybody else's answers are. But if the Democrats in the House are spending all of their time looking for a reason to impeach Trump, Okay, and that's that's what Pelosi said. He was like, "Okay, we're going to continue with." Right. It's the same committees doing the same crap. If that's what they're doing, then what are they not doing? Their jobs. <laughs> what should be the what? Yeah, what well, should I mean, they be doing? Yeah, at some point you got to. I think it's fair to ask and say, "Well, okay, you're spending all of this time." And to be honest, though, if Adam keeping Adam Schiff and people like him distracted from, I don't know, Congressing. Not necessarily the worst thing in the world. No. I mean, you know, keep these people occupied on what is clearly a fool's errand. And this is a lot of conservatives like this has got to end. This is this is insane. And the MAGA people, this is this has got to end. They're calling for a shift to be thrown out of the house and whatever. And I'm like, let me put out, let me point out to you that while it should frustrate you that the Democrats in the House have abandoned being members of the House for instead being this sort of de facto, you know, monkey trial, that all they're doing is just trying to dig up dirt on Trump. Right. When the Democrats are active, active, are actually actively legislating, it's never good for anybody. Right. So I'm actually starting to think, as awful as it is watching these stooges just bumble all over the place. And I made the comment on, by the way, on Twitter this week, I I used my Joe Besser reference. Hmm. That went viral. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, this goes viral. It's bad because it's bad for the country when a large, the controlling majority of the House has abandoned doing House things for just trying to get a way to get Trump because orange man bad. Copyright 2016, Democrat Party. But... At the same time, when they when these guys legislate, they come up with things like the Green New Deal. So I'm well, not necessarily that, certain yeah. that it, it's, You're it's, right. it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, so okay, the Dems seem to be distracted. Whatever occupies your time, go for it. Why, when they're not distracted, it's like, okay, yeah, you're distracting the Democrats from doing their jobs in the House. And it's like, well, that's kind of like distracting a pickpocket from grabbing your wallet. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, so it's irritating. But. But. <laughs> but they, uh, and they're doing just. I mean, it's essentially double secret impeachment. I keep waiting for Dean Wormer to show up and be like, I'm ah. the new Speaker of the House. You know. <laughs> Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. Can't remind Mr. you of that. Mr. Trump. Uh, and yeah, I don't know him, Mr. Trump. <laughs> Zero point zero. <laughs> anyway. All classes, incomplete. Uh, the, I will say this, though. I've noticed because I don't spend a lot of time watching TV news. Right. I, I don't. I find that there's everything you need to know is on the interwebs at this point anyway. That's so you true. sort of wonder, well, I don't need to sit and watch, you know, and it's not, and an, there's no 
political animus. I don't watch Fox and then not watch MSNBC. Right. I not watch all of them. <laughs> all of them. Yep. It's all. It's because I don't need it. Right. I don't need it because they're all whether or not you like their approach, they're all trying to frame stories according to their own partisan animus. Exactly. Now, granted, MSNBC and CNN have devolved into basically tabloid liberal baloney. Right. But Fox, you know, it's the joke about Fox has always been, you know, here's this major breaking story. But first, the, I mean, these guys would break away from the second coming for a, a low speed chase on the 405. They would. <laughs> That's They're true. Like, Jesus Christ has returned. <laughs> but first, breaking news, a high speed chase on the 405 outside Los Angeles will be, you know, and they always do that. I mean, it's a little tabloidy, too. Right. But there's nothing on television that I feel like I need to watch. No. But I did, no. I did spend a little time earlier this week. Just I had one evening where there was no football. And I'm like, well, there's no football. So I'm going to flip around the channels and see what they're talking about. And I couldn't help but notice the CNN and MSNBC people look exhausted. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're all, well, they're all bananas anyway. I mean, you're not expecting when, Rachel Maddow to deliver a balanced and quality performance because right, she's not right. a healthy person. Right. You know, mentally. I mean, she is twisted beyond recognition at this point. But she is the top left winger on TV. I mean, that is when you, when you, and I just, I couldn't help but notice that she looks exhausted. The people on CNN you look know, exhausted. When you, when you shovel enough crap, you eventually wear out. I'm saying, I'm, mean, saying, I'm like, God, put down the shovel. Exactly. I, you know, but they, they made this bed so they had to lie in it. I'm not saying that I want Rachel Maddow to be, you know, get her groove back. Cause I don't really care if she does or doesn't, but it's, you know, I mean, it's, I'm Rachel Maddow and you'll never believe what evil conservatives tried to do to poor Elizabeth Warren. You know, and you keep waiting and go, oh, the hell with it. Nobody's listening anyway. Right, right. It's just, they're so tired. They look so tired. It's not going to happen. No, it's not. It's not actually happening, part one. And it's not going to happen, part two. Right. And even if the House puts something together where they actually have the votes and they actually, because keep in mind, they keep telling you they have all the votes they need. Right. What have they not done? Actually started the process. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, got leaning towards the vote. And it's, you know, it's, we talked about that before, that they're just throwing enough poo on the wall and see what sticks, right. which is what they're doing. But at some point, I need to point out, if a Republican member of the House had, as Adam Schiff, enemy of the Republic, did, lied about contact with the whistleblower uh, up to a month before the whistleblower's existence became public, Okay, he did that. Failed to f- inform the rest of his committee, as he's required to do by law, which right. Schiff did not do. Right. He spoke to the, he definitely had contact with it. There is a reasonable theory that actually doesn't sound, given the way the language was, that Schiff's own office wrote the complaint. <laughs> so, and I believe, I believe that uh, actually yeah, I, could, uh, yeah. I believe it. I yeah. mean, I, I can't prove it, but... Given the way the the complaint was structured, given the people involved, given the fact that that Schiff and his office were in contact with the whistle, whoever this whistleblower is, right, Joe Biden's third cousin or something, whoever. Uh, given that fact, it's it's reasonable to say, did Adam Schiff's office write this complaint? Because it's obviously bogus, and they're obviously bogus. Yeah, peas in a pot. That's true. So lied about contact with him, did not inform the rest of the committee, sent an aide to the Ukraine to meet with the former president of the Ukraine. Okay, did that. 
lied about what was in there. Remember, he did the thing where he was reading the complaint and it was he was just making it up. And then it's like, oh, he was doing a parody. I'm like, this is not the appropriate moment for that. <laughs> no. If a Republican member had done this in the House, if Newt Gingrich had done this back when they went after Bill Clinton, they would have drawn and quartered him publicly. Yep. He might have faced impeachment from the House. I mean, there's some serious, yeah, right. some of this you're stuff right. is pretty serious. He would definitely have been censured, and he probably would have been removed from his committee. But Adam Schiff, he's getting cheated. Oh, we love you. Right, right. I mean, they've been consumed by their partisan nonsense. I will say this. They're not going to give up on it. And I said this last week because they, they die is cast. They're all in. Right. You can't do this much on impeachment. They will eventually have to either poop or get off the pot. Right. You can't do this forever. And they do have an election. And I said I, a few months ago, when they first started talking about this, you recall I said, I'm not certain, given the fact that they've got 975 people in this clown car for 2020. Okay, they've got all these people running. They've got all this stuff they're trying to pull off. Nothing is working. So every time they try something, it's more time and money wasted. Right. I don't know if they have the resources to pull off party backing a candidate for a presidential election while party throws everything they've got at trying to find a way to get rid of Trump. True. I mean... You're going to have to pick one. Right. You're not going to be able to ride two horses across the finish line. Nope. <laughs> no. Even without no. a saddle. Even if you're riding Indian style, <laughs> like Elizabeth Warren. <clears throat> but I'm just um, saying, uh, I worked hard for that one. But no, I, it's, <laughs> I, they are going to have to eventually poop or get off the pot. And, and looking at their field, which is now being led by Elizabeth Warren. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say it again. I, I do believe she will be the nominee. There's a r- rumor coming out of Florida that she's looking at Andrew Gillum as her running mate. <laughs> okay. So you're going to go with an even dumber Stacey Abrams. Great plan, Liz. Good luck with that. Uh, that's They've got to face that 2020 is approaching. We're just months now, okay? It's no longer off in the future. This isn't 2016. Hillary just lost, and they're trying to end up. We all know that all of this is because they never got over Hillary losing. Right. But uh, we're not talking about 2016 anymore. We're not talking about 2017. We're not even talking about 2018 when they had the midterm elections that went well for them, as they tend to do for the party that does not hold the White House during an interim election. Right. Uh, we are now months away from the big tamale. Mm-hmm. And they've got uh, their candidate field is in disarray. They're being led by a woman who is at best a fraud. And we got stories on her. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's, let's take a look at Elizabeth Warren. Talk about a sad trombone kind of week. Her story about getting fired for for being pregnant, turns out it was, uh, she lied. (laughs) And the funny part is, as always, her story, who debunked the lie? She did. (laughs) Because there's video of her years ago talking about the fact that she walked because she wanted to move on with her life or whatever. She did not get fired for being pregnant. She made that up in order to what? Get to, and the media is out there this week trying everything they can. Talk about exhausted. Cover this up for her. Right. And I'm like, you know, if you guys are trying this hard, if it's requiring this much effort just to hold her up, you should think about whether or not she's the right choice. Right. They're not going to. No. No, because foresight is not strong in liberalism. But she, she made that up. If your defense is that it's sexist if you noticed that she lied then that's, I mean, uh, what the hell kind of arrow is that to pull out of your quiver? What? I'm serious. That's what they came up with. The whole week it was, was it the New York Times, I think yesterday, it might have been Thursday, it might have been Wednesday, had an op-ed in which they suggested that conservatives pouncing on Elizabeth Warren getting caught lying again is uh, an old sexist trope is what they called it. 
And I'm like, ah. Lord. I I mean, what? I, seriously. I, I mean, how hard are you guys working for this? No Take shit. a look at the effort that you have to make to keep this broad on her feet. If you are Elizabeth Warren, okay, and you are now the odds-on favorite to be your party's nominee, and you are out there, and you, I, it's another one of these unforced errors that kind of define her career. She makes it by being an outraged left-wing feminist. Mm-hmm. And then they all go, okay, anything you do outside of that, we're going to go be okay with because you're an outraged feminist and that's what sells to the liberals these days. Right. You know, everything that happens that bad that you don't like is the fault. I mean, it's the Democrat mantra. It's rich white guys that are at fault for everything. Right. And then she gets to do that subset thing. But like, well, not only is rich white guys and they're conservatives and they're bastards and I'm a victim. Me getting caught lying isn't the problem. <laughs> it's catching me lying that's the problem. Right, They're the bad right, guys. Right. And I'm thinking, how if you are spending this much time papering over the holes you made in the wall, right? and, and this is your best shot, Trump is going to win by the curvature of the earth yes, next fall. Yes. And if you bring in, and you know, I mentioned a minute ago, they're bringing, talking about bringing in Andrew Gillum. You bring in a loser like Andrew Gillum, who is basically the junior varsity Stacey Abrams. He didn't do the national speaking tour on how he got robbed after he, he lost, but it's the same thing. Oh, it was voter suppression. Uh, GOP stole this election from me. And much like Abrams, that's false. Right. I mean, it is a lie. But it sells, and again, just the same thing. You can go around the country, and, and you know you can lie to Democrat audiences, and if it's the right kind of lie, they'll just believe you. Yeah, they will. And when yep. you get caught, you'll end up with the media doing like the New York Times did, and they come out and say, well, it's a sexist trope to dig through Elizabeth Warren's past and prove that she's lying. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, if that's your approach, I, that seems to me to be kind of dealing from a position of weakness. Right. Say, well, Trump lies all the time. I'm like, well, yeah, Trump does lie a lot. And I've, he's hardly the first president to do that. But if your goal in trying to say swing Mikey's vote, okay, say you're a Democrat, you want Mike to vote, you want Mike to know that Trump is a bad guy. Trump stretches the truth. Trump lies. Trump tends to be kind of a horse's ass in public. Trump is whatever Trump is. You can just say all of that stuff <laughs> about Trump and then come back to him and say, instead, here, you would think you would want to offer somebody that, that, that <laughs> yeah. was at least slightly less dishonest. Yeah. I mean, if I come to you and I say, hey, Mike, I'm from the Democratic Party. And I want you to know that Trump is a bad guy. Trump is bad. Okay. Trump lies. He or- cheats. He steals. Huh? Orange man bad. Orange man bad. Trademark Democratic Party 2016. But I want you to know that. Right. Okay. And you don't want to vote for Trump because he's all these terrible things that we're saying about him. One would assume your next question would be like, well, Well, what's my alternative? Yeah, well, who do you want me to vote for? I'm going to give you uh, this woman, this angry, shrill harpy who never stops talking about how she hates everybody in the flyover states, basically. Right. Another coastal liberal elite with a resume that has more red marks than a football player's essay in English 101. (laughs) I'm just, I mean, it's... (laughs) Yeah, okay, so she was a Native American. Okay, that's not true. She was fired once for being pregnant. That's not true. I right. mean, you know, these are these are what she considers, to, and it's, these aren't little things. These are what she considers defining elements of her backstory. Right. You know, she made her way into wealthy trial lawyerdom 
by by saying she was Native American. She is not. Right. She made uh, hay with the feminists by saying she was fired for being pregnant. She was not. All right, these are not little things. This isn't like I used to have dark hair and then I changed the color of it or something like that. These are these, we're talking no, we're talking about the found the foundational existence of of Elizabeth Warren as a political persona, and none of it's true. And that's the best they got. That's it. That's the best they got. And if that's the best they got, baby, they got bigger problems. And it's not going to matter what Trump does. Uh, Beto and Spartacus uh, both came. They had one of their CNN. uh, They invite all the Democrats to come and and just shout platitudes at the audience. It was another one of these town halls. Mm-hmm. Like the gun safety town hall and nobody on the stage knew anything about guns. Right. This one, I don't remember what it was about, but uh, somehow Beto, Robert Francis O'Rourke, and Spartacus, Cory Booker, managed somehow to work in that they uh, they think that religious freedom um, should no longer be a part of life in the United States. Actually said that. They actually said that if you are a church or religious an organization which claims religious inspiration and you do not adhere to their kind of political attitude, you should lose your tax-exempt status. They actually, both of them said that. Well, Beto said it and then Booker repeated it. I don't know if Booker got it, cribbed it from Beto or was also on the same, but that's, by my count, I believe they've gotten rid of all 10 of the Bill of Rights. I was about to say, isn't that uh, like uh, in the Bill of Rights? It really is. <laughs> I, you know, and these guys, these are guys who figured out a way to, to to come out against the Third Amendment, which I don't, they're the only ones I can think of that could do that. Right. Yeah, that's the one where they can't, the, 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 they can't quarter troops in your house. Yeah, they can't. The government cannot take your your house and put troops in it. Right. You know, and that was written because back in the 1770s, the Brits had a tendency to be like, "Nice house, we're going to station a couple of guys upstairs." Right. Uh, and they said, "Well, you can't do that anymore." And that was in the Bill of Rights. Of course, now the Democrats are openly saying in some places that those who have homes in which they do not live or rooms that they are not using should be required to allow illegal aliens to live there. Uh, and I'm like, "Well, you found a way to break the third too. Good for you. <laughs> that's that's impressive work. That is. Uh, but now you've got. You know, I mean, these guys. Elizabeth Warren is leading the way, and she's an absolute fraud." And behind her, you've got people who are just out there saying the entire Bill of Rights should be stricken from the Constitution. I mean, what are, what are they going to go with? The Communist Manifesto? I would I assume, mean, I, 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 I mean, don't know, Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals something. or something. I mean, Chapter one. If that, guy, if that guy's got more stuff than you, you could just take it. You could just take it. That's Anyway, that was there was a, there was a, 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 a town hall this week, and they had that. I just was going to throw that in because, you know, it's interesting to note that, in fact, the entire Bill of Rights is now anathema to the Democrat Party's candidates. Mm-hmm. You know, because Beto and Booker are both saying it's only a matter of time before Focahontas comes out with something equally mind-numbingly mm-hmm. stupid. Beto did apparently has not made the minimum threshold for the November debate. They have one coming up next week. Right. Uh, Tuesday night, I think. I will not be watching. I won't either. Even though there's no football, I will not be watching. There'll be something on. Well, because there's no point anymore. There's nothing that's going to come out. There's nothing. None of these people are going to say anything that if you are in. And I, another thing that I would point out to people about how much trouble the Democrats are in and don't realize it is that they, if there is nobody left in this country, I don't think there are that many undecided people anyway. 
No. But there is nothing that you are going to hear from any of these buffoons on stage next Tuesday or in November, whether it's Beto or Booker or Warren or one of the other clown, Biden, I don't know, whoever's left, Bernie, if his heart holds out. <laughs> uh, there's nothing that they're going to say that you're, if you don't already have a sense of who they are, that they're going to change your mind. Right. They're just going farther and farther to the left. And, and we talked about it a million times on here in the last pod on the right. They're in the bubble. They don't listen to anybody outside the bubble. They don't hear anything outside the bubble. Right. They don't know anything outside the bubble. <laughs> they have the comfort of knowing that they can tell any lie they want, and even if they get caught, they will be forgiven by everyone inside the bubble, mm -hmm. and they are apparently just, I, at this point, completely unaware that there are about 75 million Amer voting Americans who are not in that bubble, and you know, you're deliberately isolating yourself from everyone. You right, say, okay, right. if that church doesn't adhere to my political ideals, they should have their tax-exempt status rescinded. And now, okay, that's you're just sending people out the door when you do that. Yep. And there's nothing that's going to happen on October next Wednesday or next Tuesday night that's going to change your mind. There's not going to be anything in November that's going to change your mind. The only way the Democrats can capture the White House next fall would be if somebody killed Trump. Yep, you're right. And I'm not saying I don't freak out. Oh, my God, he's talking about assassinating the president. I'm not. I don't even want any of the Democrats to be assassinated. I am not interested in killing as a political tool. I think it's appalling. Right. I don't even support the death penalty, kids. No matter how bad you are, I have no interest in you being dead. I have it, you know, if you're going to live, live somewhere where you don't bother me, but I have no interest in you being dead. I don't think it would be a good idea, obviously. Right. I didn't even think, I was, I would routinely be appalled when hardcore conservatives would be like, God, I'm so sick of Obama. I wish someone would just shoot him. I'm like, no, because that doesn't help. No. I mean, it's just, that's terrorism. <clears throat> but I will go ahead and say it. The only way that Trump doesn't get reelected is if he's dead. That's how bad it is for these guys. If, if that McDonald's gets him. And. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, isn't that what he eats every night? I have no idea. <laughs> That's what is I've that heard. A, I've just heard That's that I've he heard. did that with the, the sports teams. Got, I don't know. Well, if, does I, he just I, sits there and eats McDonald's I, every night? I think he eats McDonald's on a frequent basis. I was say the dude gets around fine. He doesn't have. I mean, I know he's an older dude. I mean, you know, we're talking about a guy who's closing in on 80. Right. I mean, he's not. He's in his 70s now. But if you put him next to Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, and Joe Biden, whether you like Trump or not, if you're a liberal, I'm sorry, but Trump is much more vivacious than all than the rest of them. Pro yeah, probably healthier he doesn't, than the three of them. Well, even if he's not, I mean, hell, the guy could have 99.9% blockage in his arteries from all the garbage he eats, but he looks and gets around fine. He doesn't have like that old man shuffle. Right. Bernie. Bernie. <laughs> You know, he doesn't struggle with senior moments in odd times. Joe. You know, he doesn't have like that kind of papery voice that women get when they get really old, you know. Focahontas. Yeah. I mean, it's not. <laughs> See how you did that. I'm just saying, the it's he. this is not a guy who I think is going to drop dead of a heart attack. They're going to have to, if they want to win, they're going to have to kill him. Yep. And then that's trouble. Well, obviously, because then you get President Pence, right? Which they don't want, but they don't think about that. They're like, oh yeah, then because they're that dumb. They think impeachment means he's gone, and it means Nancy. They if they call it, pull a couple of levers. This is actually Joy Reid, who's on MSNBC on the weekends. Mm -hmm. You know, because MSNBC may be 
progressive, but they don't put the black people on primetime. I couldn't help but notice that. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. You know, the left wing's official talk hosts and uh, the black guys have to work on the weekends, but she's the one with the time travel that blamed time traveling hackers for homophobic blog posts. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, so she had somebody on and was like, well, if we do this and then this, then Pelosi becomes president. And like they actually think that they could pull that off. I'm content to let them do that. Then, yeah, I'm content to let them do that. But they would need to be aware of the fact that there are a couple of people in between, you know, Pelosi being president and Pelosi being president, and that would be the president and the vice president. <laughs> right. You know. But again, the Constitution doesn't mean anything to them anyway, so they don't care. Right. They don't care. Uh, but I'm gonna. That's. I guess if you take one thing away from the last pod on the right here today, kids, it's this: the only way. You heard it here first. The only way the Democrats win in 2020 is if Trump is dead. They can't beat him. No, no, you're right. They can't beat him. Not these guys. All right, let's get away from that. Let's do a little. I wanted to do some, it was more than just the sports. I mentioned, you mentioned it during the dumpster check and talk about sports and politics. The NBA this week publicly kowtowed to the Chinese communists rather than upset them. You had a couple of people mentioning some solidarity with the protesters in Hong Kong. Right. And they were reprimanded by the Chinese government. Apparently, there was a private reprimand from the Chinese government to the NBA offices. And the NBA stomped them. You got the NBA right. coming out there saying, well, we don't want to upset the Chinese. Because it's a big market for them. China, they love basketball in China. They're crazy about basketball in China. Right. The NBA runs a training camp in China. Yep. It happens to be, by the way, in a, a region of China where they, if you are Muslim, they put you in a concentration camp. But the NBA doesn't have a problem with that. What they have a problem with is people saying that they support the Hong Kong protesters. Right. Which I thought was unbelievable. And you know, oh, I don't want to get into it. Or you had Steve Kerr going, well, yeah, okay, but what about human rights violations in the U.S.? I'm like, I'm not sure how that's relevant, but okay. The one that bothered me was Steph Curry. He said, well, I don't know enough about Chinese history to really weigh in on this. I'm like, dude, I went to the same college as you. I know for a fact that you know. Right. Because I know what college he went to. And I know when I went to the same college, even if you were like a, I don't know, a chemistry major, your core classes alone, you would have learned that what goes on in China is not cool. Right. Unless they've changed it quite a bit since I was there. You would have at some point learned that they've been there for a very long time. But they, the NBA wasn't the only one that had a problem this week. The NFL had some issues. Just minor issues. Kaepernick issues. <laughs> Apparently Kaepernick still wants to play. His lawyers came out with a statement this week delineating the reasons for why Kaepernick should be allowed back in the NFL. And we just wanted to make sure everybody understands this is who Colin Kaepernick really is. And they didn't somehow, they went through like two pages of how he wants to come back. And they never once mentioned that he was a whiny, self-important douchebag who had one good season and then got outplayed by Blaine Gabbard. That wasn't in the letter. Don't. (laughs) Also not in the letter that he turned down 14 million to play for John Elway in Denver. That's true. Also not in the letter. Also, not in the letter is that was the fact that he managed to get Nike to pull a pair of shoes from their catalog because he doesn't know enough about American history. Right. That was not in the letter. 
the NFL is finding itself once again as if there's not enough stuff going on in the NFL as it is. Right. You know, they have enough problems as it is. Uh, you're you're absolutely right. And, and hey, you know, there's lots of teams that don't have quarterbacks at the moment or have lost well, major quarterbacks. At and some point, you would wonder if you're Colin Kaepernick, why are, why are guys like calling? yeah? I and mean, the answer, of course, being that you have made a political career at the expense of your football career. Yep. And it's not just if the guys in the clubhouse like you are, are also willing to take a knee during the national anthem. It's the fact that you're a pain in the ass. Okay? You're going to hurt ticket sales. No, nobody wants you. The fans don't like you. Right. You clearly do not consider your primary football your primary focus. You're And also, you're a jackass. Right. That's bad for the team. I mean, look, I can promise you the Jets would love to have a better quarterback under center. <laughs> the Dolphins would love to have a mediocre quarterback under center. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there are guys in the league that are getting touches. Nathan <laughs> Peterman is still in the league. He's in Oakland now, I think. But he's still, he's maybe still, they cut him, I don't know. He's still in the league. Right. There are guys in the league who, from a talent perspective, are inferior to the Colin Kaepernick that came out of University of Nevada, Reno. Right. I will be. I will admit that there are guys who are currently in the league who could not have who could not have outplayed Colin Kaepernick when he came out of college. That's kind of a while back, though. We're closing on what seven years since yeah, he graduated. It's been a while. They, however, did not decide to go ahead and grab all the cash they would by playing political victim. And don't be fooled for a second, kids. This is all about money. Colin Kaepernick doesn't give a damn about sneakers with Betsy Ross flags on them. He likes being important. Yep. Colin Kaepernick didn't give a damn about the national anthem. He liked the attention. You don't wear socks with pigs on them and dressed as cops because you are uh, worried about racism in the national anthem. That's crap. He right. did it for the attention. He did it because he wanted to cater to the woke mob. It was the usual virtual signaling from the left, and it resulted in the same thing that's happening to them at a presidential level. People are turning away because it's annoying. Right. So Kaepernick's out of the league. He wants to come back. I'm At some point, someone will probably give him a tryout. Say, okay, come on. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I would think at some point someone, he's not even getting worked out though. Right. Like they're not even calling him for private workouts. And I'm like, this should tell you something. And it's not collusion beyond the fact that they all tend to agree that having a self-important whiny pain in the ass who may or may not consider winning a football game on Sunday is number one priority in the clubhouse is not conducive to ticket sales and team success. Nope. That may be it. Hasn't even occurred to him. But Of course not. NBA and NFL, not the only ones with problems this weekend. Uh-oh. I think the, the real message here, kids, is when politics and sports collide, it never works out well for the fans. No. Yeah. No foam tomahawks at Braves games. Oh, God. You see what it did. Well, everybody in the, everybody <laughs> in the universe showed up with a foam tomahawk. People were cutting them out of their mattresses. Guys, but, yeah, but you see what it did. They got their ass kicked. I mean. Well, Okay. I don't think that the the ban on foam tomahawks because I guess what was it? There was karma, a, man. It was karma. there was a Cardinals player who objected to the tomahawks. Yep, and he apparently doesn't know the history. The word tomahawk comes from an old Algonquin word, by the way, meaning land meaning. of the great earth. Oh wait, that's Milwaukee. <laughs> Tomahawk is an old Powhatan Algonquin word that means essentially cutting tool. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it stems from that. And obviously, it's the anglicized version of it. Right. But the, whoever the, the Cardinals player said he objected to it because it was offensive to Cherokee or something like that. I'm like, unless Elizabeth Warren, you know, he's got the same awareness of Cherokee history as Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> yeah. She's one 1,024th Native American. He's the other one 1,024th. <laughs> but they said, they said, okay, well, we're not going to have, we're not going to have foam tomahawks at the Braves game at, uh, uh, you know, what is it? SunTrust Stadium. Yep. Because it's offensive. So no tomahawks. Everybody shows up with a tomahawk anyway. Braves lose, what, 13 to 1 or some nonsense? It was uh, an oh, absolute uh, It beat was down. ugly. I mean, it was 9 nothing in the first inning. It was an absolute beatdown. But I'm sitting here going, you know, and here's the danger. Because here's when you get into trouble when you mix sports and politics. Because what happens if, I mean, you could do that at every, almost every Major League Baseball stadium. Like you could go and say, like, because the Oakland Athletics, okay, the Oakland A's, A's Athletics, well, if, I mean, maybe, I mean, that's offensive to fat people because they're not athletic. That's true. What if you're an atheist and you want to go to an Angels game? <laughs> true. Angels have to change their name because the atheists don't, are objecting. <laughs> it's, and it's in California, so, like, you're laughing, but I'm sitting here going, well, I mean, that's the natural conclusion. You're right. I mean, you evolve from, we're not going to have tomahawks because one guy on the Cardinals thinks it's offensive to some people that he doesn't know anything about. Well, take a look at California. There's a team that plays just outside Los Angeles called the Angels. What happens when the atheists decide they've had enough of that nonsense? Right. Just, you know. Out the door it goes. And it's not just uh, we've got it in Hollywood and gaming too. Blizzard Entertainment, and you may have heard of this company. It's in gaming and Hollywood too now. Blizzard Entertainment is the company that gave you, among other things, World of Warcraft. And now they have professional gamer leagues. It's like the NFL, but they just play video games. They're actually like on TV. Yeah, they even have... And can I just say that of all the garbage that they put on television, and there is a lot of it, most of it has an MSNBC or CNN logo attached to it, but of all the garbage they put on TV, they actually do. You, if you want to watch this, I don't remember what it's called. I flipped by one time at one of the, like the ESPN 8 or whatever channels had and it's two guys you're watching two dudes playing video games yeah, or a group of dudes yeah and they're that's what you're watching it's being televised like i i saw madden a madden tournament so, tournament yeah, and it's so like you, all, you know four players against four players and you're not watching like, a football game you're watching guys playing play, a fake football uh, a game. video game so essentially we've gotten to the point now in this country where it is considered entertainment to watch tv to watch on tv people watching tv but anyway, Blizzard Entertainment stepped into it because some professional gamer uh, said, you know, long live the Hong Kong peoples and their rights or whatever. Some fired off at the end of some game that was apparently being aired. Right. Said something positive about Hong Kong's fight for liberty. Blizzard Entertainment, and because they were worried about, you know, upsetting the Chinese suspended the guy for a year and took his prize money away. <laughs> when I, I say that, that politics and sports or politics and entertainment make for bad bedfellows, this is what I mean. Ten <laughs> years ago, the idea that somebody would have had their livelihood in a professionally competitive environment. I mean, put aside the fact that it's a video game. Let's say it's right, sports. Right, right. This isn't that far from saying, what happens if a, a Major League Baseball pitcher during the playoffs, guns down somebody, gets the strikeout, wins the game, and instead of saying, I'm going to Disney World, says, 
uh, I'm, you know, Viva Hong Kong. I'm going to Islamabad. Uh, well, dude, what if these comes down? What if an NBA player uh, wins the MVP of the finals next summer and says, Viva Hong Kong, long live the people of Hong Kong? What's the NBA going to do? Now that they're already reprimanding players and coaches for saying anything supportive of people who don't want to be oppressed by the Chinese communists. Right. Anything that is considered supportive of people that would like to avoid the fate of every Muslim in Western China, where they put them in concentration camps, not far from the NBA's training facility. Uh, What happens if somebody comes out in a game, whether it be NBA or Major League Baseball or NFL, and says, Viva Hong Kong, is the NBA going to come in and say, well, you know, you're suspended for a year? Because that's what Blizzard Entertainment just did. Right. They said, you said something... Uh, not related to the video games, but it's something that the guys that we want to appeal to don't like. Right. So you're out. Now, I've heard liberals say, well, this is what happened to Colin Kaepernick. I'm like, well, it's not, though. Colin Kaepernick is not being punished because he took a knee during the anthem. Colin Kaepernick is being left out of the game because his game skills degraded badly, and then he decided it was more important to be political. Right. Okay. I'm just worried that this kid, this gamer that got suspended for a year, this is one of the top guys. This would literally be like an NBA all-star getting benched for a year because he said, long live Hong Kong. Right. And that's not it. We also have the, uh, uh, we also have it in, going on in Hollywood. They, the cancel culture came out for Ellen DeGeneres this week. Uh, and this is the dumbest story. This is the dumbest I, of these I, this stories. This is dumb. You know, and I put this all together. When we were putting the, the, sh- the last part on the right together today, uh, we, we put together, I linked the sports and entertainment stuff. Apparently, Elizabeth, well, I saw it because I was watching, uh, uh, the, you know, I've watched the, all the games. Right. Uh, prior to the Dallas Cowboys game last week, uh, Ellen DeGeneres was down on the sidelines. She is a Cowboys fan. Um, and she met, ran into former President George W. Bush. Yep. Who, as we know, is also a Cowboys fan because he is all Texas all the way. Right. The guy used to own a piece of the Rangers. Mm-hmm. So he's at the game. They end up sitting in a luxury box together. She takes a selfie with the president of the two term president of the United States. After that, the libs went buh. Nanas. Well, she even said that they're friends. Yeah. They have been friends. Yeah, they're friends. He's not a, from all, I don't know him. I mean, obviously I don't know him, but right, from right. all accounts, I did know his mother. Not like well, but I had met her on more than one occasion. My mother knows or knew Barbara Bush. Right. And by all accounts, my own personal experience, I can attest to this, a, a truly wonderful human being. Whether you like the politics or not of the people, the men to whom she was related, a wonderful human being, right? I mean, we're talking about a guy that's, it's Barbara Bush's kid. By all accounts, he is as nice a guy as his mother was. Right. So Ellen DeGeneres is friends with him. They they were ready to roast her in effigy for being friends with this guy. I'm like, and again, just like we're talking about in a seemingly unrelated topic, they pull the bubber, bubble closer and closer to them. They make it harder and harder for anybody to be heard. And what else is happening as that bubble gets smaller and tighter? People that you would think they would want on their side are getting left out. How long before Ellen DeGeneres goes, you know what, screw it, I'm a Republican. Right. I mean, Because I mean, you guys don't want me here. Right. I mean, like uh, They were willing to throw her out of the clubhouse because she's friends with a guy that used to be president. 
She went to a football game and took a selfie with a dude who hasn't been in the White House in a decade. Hey, you know what? If I went to a football game and, yeah, could, okay. and, and could get a selfie made with Obama, Hell guess yeah, what dog. I'm going to do? I'm going to take that Absolutely. selfie. Absolutely. Because, because he's a former president of the United I mean, States. It's, dude, it's the former president. Plus, I mean, you know... It's and we've talked about it on the sh- on the last pot on the right here before. Bill Clinton probably a pretty fun guy to hang out with. <laughs> well, well, yes. you know you're going to have a built-in excuse when you get home late. <laughs> I was with the president. I swear, technically true. Just don't ask me where I was with the president. Yes, but no, seriously, <clears throat> some of these guys, with us? some of these guys, whose island we were on. <laughs> I didn't. <clears throat> I figured that's closed by now. Uh, but but <laughs> sorry, undergoing renovations. Yes. <laughs> Check out our satellite office in Winnemucca, Nevada. <laughs> Don't understand. I understand why. It's because they are the, the the people who talk the most about tolerance are the most intolerant people You're on right. earth. You're right. But here you have a woman who has been nothing but an icon for the LGBT, LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ. Right, right. And now I know my ABCs community. This is a woman who has, by all accounts, been as inclusive as possible while maintaining her status as an icon in the LGBT community. Right. And because she's friends with the wrong guy, she can't be in it anymore. And I'm like, are you really? What, who are you going to replace her with? Rosie O'Donnell? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, fine. You're going to cancel. You're going to cancel Ellen DeGeneres. You're going to replace her with whom? Okay, what? Rosie? Seriously. I mean, who? you keep throwing the people that are supposedly your friends out. Right. I, I don't. And again, just like, and you, all of this stuff is linked together. You can be an NBA star, but you can't talk bad about the Chinese. You keep looking at all these things and say, well, these are the restrictions that we're putting on life. Okay, you can't say what you want to say if the liberals think it's hate speech. You can't be, you can't freely associate with people with whom you would like to freely associate if the liberals don't like them. Okay, you can't have a firearm. You can't say you can't go to the church that you want to go to, or your church shouldn't have tax exempt status if the politics of the people in the church are not acceptable to the left. Right. Okay, that's all, I mean, they've always been like this, but now we're getting to the point where we're saying, like, Ellen DeGeneres is getting thrown out. Okay, cancel culture <laughs> comes for Ellen DeGeneres. Now, they went after the guy with the, uh, the member the Des Moines Register. Dude raises a million dollars for uh, children's cancer charity based off a sign about Bush beer on ESPN game day. By the end of the week, somebody had dug up some dumbass tweet he wrote 10 years ago and nuked him for it. Yep. And uh, InBev pulled out of the charity effort. They made up the difference. Uh, other companies did. But again, we're so ready to be outraged by everything. We're so ready to nuke everybody over everything. And then when we get the opportunity, what do we do? We pull our, we pull our little bubble tighter and tighter. Tighter and tighter. I have literally <laughs> nuked. We're sitting here and, and I'm trying to do. We've got two computers. Our studio is two computers. Uh, uh, at least another device, and then I have my uh, tablet. Tablet, yeah. And my tablet is being a butt here. I did want to remind everybody before we get to the final wrap-up of the program here that you can contact us through our website at laststopontheright.com. Yep. Easy to email us that way. Also, I want to remind everybody to check us out on Twitter, yep. at laststopotr. We have a Facebook group, the Last that, Stop on the Right Facebook do. group. And, of course, we encourage you to check out all of our friends and fellow broadcasters at... 
KLRN Radio, America's Podcast Network. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> uh, I left a couple of things out here, but there wasn't much. I, you know, I wanted to spend a little time on Trump and the Kurds. We didn't get to it. Mostly because I felt like some other stuff needed to be, was more important and more pressing uh, at an American level. Right. But uh, I do not have a problem with Trump pulling our troops out of Syria. I am sorry that the Turks cannot seem to get past their bizarre racial animus towards the Kurds. Right. And vice versa. It's not like the Kurds have just been sitting there, you know, minding their own business and the Turks just decided to whack them. These guys have been, but it's been, there's been a fight between somebody in the Mideast since there's been a Mideast. Yeah, for Civilization started in the Mideast and they started fighting almost instantaneously. Right right there in Iraq. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, there's, I have no issue with Trump going, you know, we're getting out. And he even said, we're getting out because I'm tired of wasting American blood in this region of the world. Right. And of course, the Democrats went bananas. I thought, you know, it's interesting me to note that it took Donald Trump to turn the Democrats into war hawks. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you know, they were, it's, it's, we joke about it on the program. Like Donald Trump came out uh, with a cure for cancer. They'd be like, why are you hate oncologists? I mean, whatever he's for, they're against it, even if it's something they've been for their whole lives. Right. I mean, even if their platforms have been balanced on, you know, policy X, the mo- moment Trump shows any kind of uh you know affinity for it they're against it right they, right you know, well we got to get out of these wars wars for oil illegal wars they're calling george w bush a war criminal over his involvement his getting us involved in wars in the middle east and then trump says i want to get out and they're like i can't believe you're going to abandon them like i thought you guys were anti-war I'm, just, I'm done when did that change <laughs> no. oh that's right it changed on january 17th 2017 because that's orange right. man bad trademark Democratic Party 2016. I mean that's it. Uh, that's exactly it. There you go. I we have run through it all. Uh, a couple of notes, email notes. I did not get to emails from the Hog and Denny and Linda. And I feel bad about that, but we're out of time. Okay. So let me just say to them, Denny, Linda, and Bill, we love you, and to the rest of you, we encourage you to please. I will reply to your emails offline if we don't get them get to them here on the last pod on the right. Yeah, there you go. I mean, yep. you know, I don't want you guys to feel like we're, we're leaving you out because we're not. But to all of you who joined us for this hour of podcast fabulosity, I'd like to thank you for your attendance here. Whether you joined us through our website, laststopontheright.com, or through our friends at KLRN Radio, America's Podcast Network, uh, any of the myriad podcasting platforms on which you can now find this podcast, and it's all of them. Yep. I mean, it's all of them. If it is a podcast platform, we're on it. Come find the last pod on the right. Even iTunes, iHeart, Spreaker, all of them. Check us out, of course, our Facebook group. Last Stop on the Right has a Facebook group, and you can find Mikey and me both through that if you want to. And, of course, social media on Twitter, at Last Stop OTR. For all the aforementioned and for all of you, so glad we could have you for an hour this weekend here at the last pod on the right. I am Ben Crystal. I am Chief Nakahoma. <laughs> oh, wait. I can't be that. It's not politically correct anymore. Uh, I'm Mike Abel. <laughs> and until our next time, kids, y'all keep them in the short grass. <laughs> we out! <laughs> <laughs>